With a special attention to extreme weather conditions, the XFLEX project is going to design and develop a set of tools that will enable the integration of decentralized ecosystems and flexibility systems into the existing European energy system. Lola Alacreu, an industrial engineer and the project's coordinator, is going to describe for us during this last episode for this season how the XFLEX project is going to achieve this integration in an efficient and cost-effective way, while on the same time help create a secure and sustainable smart grid for Europe. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Hello, Lola, and thank you very much for being here with me today. It's thank a pleasure you. having you. Thank you. Same, same for me. Same for me. Thank you very much. I will start with my questions immediately. Would you please describe in a few words what the XFLEX project is? Yes, was in a few words, as you said, the focus of the project, the main objective is the development. Well, not only the development, but also the design and the demonstration of four complementary tools that will enable the optimum combination of decentralized and flexibility assets, not only the generation side, but also in the demand side. The plan is to implement them in the solutions and uh, testing them in real conditions in four pilot sites in three European member states in order to increase the flexibility of the network and at the same time to reduce the emissions and the cost of the energy. Okay, and which needs of the EU energy grid is it covering and how? Yeah, mainly as I already introduced in my previous questions, the needs or the challenges of the project that we are going to cover is the increasement of the presentation of the distributed renewable sources in the network in order to ensure that the energy we are using is cleaner, is cheaper, and at the same time, they are improving the, the flexibility and stability of the supply and the network. That will mean an increase of the resilience of the electricity grid and uh, with a special focus on steam weather events. Okay, that makes sense. Much needed. Am I to assume that it is a consortium behind the project or? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, in the project, I try the company where I'm involved is the coordinator of this all the consortium. But of course, we are not alone doing this. The consortium is created by 12 partners for six European countries. The main type of users, the stakeholders that are involved in this consortium, distribution system operators. We have three of them from Slovenia, Greece and Bulgaria. We have also a wide microgrid manager, one transmission system operator, which is the one of Bulgaria as well, one battery provider, three IT providers, which are the, the ones providing the technology, and three academies or research institutes and universities. So as you can see, we have all the stakeholders involved in the consortium and from the six different uh, European countries, as I said. Yeah, and the pilot, because there will be one or some pilots, right, for the project. Will they be in one of the countries or in all of them simultaneous? What will happen there? Yes, we have uh, five pilot locations. We have two in Slovenia, which are called Raunen Akarovsken. The other one in Slovenia is Luce. We have another one in Albena in Bulgaria and another one in Shanti in Greece. The good thing here is that we also cover in different scenarios, different geographic conditions, 
uh, economic and social condition. Actually, both of two of them are more rural areas. One of them is very specific and very uh, different scenario because it's a, as a resort. Actually, we identified that this type of vacation places had very specific requirements and also they can also provide some some functionalities that are not we haven't in the defined in other scenarios similarly and we have also in which is the pilot site in Greece a big city which is because the plan was also not covering only different type of geographic conditions or climatic conditions but also social and economic scenarios different scenarios yes it makes total sense because there are many diversities uh, within the european continent for example, for example, that you mentioned, I know mm -hmm. for sure it is a big city and it is a city that is a little bit underdeveloped in Greece. Mm -hmm. So, yes, mm -hmm. there are various scenarios, let's say, that you can test this way. But who will be the target audience of this project? Will it be DSOs, TSOs, main utilities or municipalities also, etc.? It's really nice that you give me this question because one of the point that identifies our project makes it like different from others is that we are providing the complementary products for different energy stakeholders. Actually, we are covering almost the whole value chain or the smart grids. For example, we have one of our tools, which is called Serviflex, is the tool for flexibility managers in order to take advantage of them at flexibility. In fact, it's not only for the flexibility manager itself, but other types of intermediate actors, like aggregators, for example, of ESCOs. On the other hand, we have the GridFlex tool, which is the tool for grid and microgrid operators in order to facilitate the prevention of the congestion of the power quality problems. This tool actually includes our functionality in order to address Extreme weather events, as I, as I mentioned before, it is one of also the point that differentiates our projects to others, because we are focused also in that kind of potential problems of the network, so to say, based on extreme weather events, weather conditions. And finally, we have the market tool, which is the tools that enables final consumers and prosumers in order to participate individually or, a, or through an intermediate party on different energy markets in order to sell, in order to offer the flexibility of the energy to the others. Yeah, it makes total sense, especially the last part that you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, about the prosumers and the end consumer. Well, we know all that prosumers this year are a main focus. This year, I mean 2022 are a main focus for the European Union and for the mm -hmm. European Commission. So it makes total sense. Plus the fact that flexibility, you can't have flexibility unless you include and engage all actors that need of to participate. Of course. All of them now, have to go together, so to say. Yeah, exactly. Given now the diversity, however, of the continent's various grids, how can we achieve flexibility in a pan-European level and which technologies best enable flexibility? Yeah, first of all, regarding the diversity of the continent values with, as you mentioned, we identified this point. Actually, that's why we are addressing different conditions, different type of pilot sites, different type of grids. As I mentioned before, we are addressing four pilot sites in three different European member states. And as I already mentioned, uh, different needs with different uh, economic and technological boundaries different social conditions, etc. And at the same time, regarding the type of technologies you mentioned, we are involving also different types of technologies, different type of uh, flexibility assets 
which are incorporated in the network. The main types of technologies, the main types of flexibility that we are covering are batteries, heating and cooling district solutions, vehicle to grid, which is electromobility solutions, but also other type of solutions. And at the same time, in order to cover all these needs of the different diversity of the continent's Greece necessities, we are also addressing complementary actors. I mentioned already also that we are addressing all, all energy value change. So our point was to have this global analytic approach in order to demonstrate the technological, economical and social benefits of the project that are generated by the cooperation of all the actors of the grids and with the cooperation also with all the technologies and energy systems combination. Also because we expect huge impact for the scaling up and replicability of our solutions in order conditions. And not only this, we also plan to exploit our solutions and in order to make possible the replicability of this in different scenarios. So summarizing this, we are ready in order to implement our solutions and to make possible to create all the benefits expected in all different scenarios, different types of grids. As I mentioned before, it can be in big, big urban areas, smaller areas, rural areas, other even, even other types of the scenarios like this big resort I mentioned before. So, yeah. yeah it, ma it makes total sense. And you also mentioned extreme weather conditions and et cetera. So I assume resilience is also a big part of your project, right? Yes, correct. This is our main part of the project. Uh, we have a specific tool for operators of the grids and microgrids that will provide this resiliency. Using the plan is to use flexibility exactly for this, to provide more resilience to the grid, to avoid major problems when a stream weather event is arrived. So, yeah, I mean, this is also another good point that uh, you, you identified because in some areas of Europe, this is one of it really have this kind of problems. So uh, yes, this is one something covered already by our solutions. Yeah, we have all kinds of extreme weathers from tornadoes and snow in the north to extreme mm -hmm. heat waves in the south. Exactly. Uh, so apart from this, what are the most frequent issues confronted when addressing flexibility of a grid? And how smart are the European grids? How ready are they for the energy transition according to the EU mandates? Well, the thing is that in the kind of, you know, research and development projects are just this, research projects. So we work very hard in order to provide the solutions that will provide this, all these benefits that we mentioned before. But it's true that there is some uh, barriers, there is some issues that are making it more difficult, so to say. It's something that are in our hands. For example, we have identified that the regulatory conditions in local and national level is can be a big problem, a big gap, because we need, I mean, there is an absence of, of common efficient and a fair regulatory framework. So in some cases, that means that can implement some solutions in one country or even in a region of a country, but you are not able to do the same in the neighbor country because of different regulatory conditions. Not only this, it's also important the type of energy market conditions, which is in the different countries, even in different regions, for example, different type of tariffs, different type of rewards or incentives in order to use different type of energy and flexibility service, for example. On the other hand, uh, more, more in the side of the technical aspects, there is also a problem that can be an interoperability standards, which means that this technology we are providing can be used in scenarios, but not in all of them, because there is a lack 
of standards in some specific uh, technologies. And uh, since we are so focused in the storage, because it's one of the main flexibility technologies and assets we are using, it's also important to identify that there is a problem or can be a problem of the efficiency and durability and degradation of the batteries and other technologies, which is also represented a big barrier because it's a big investment that it can be, I mean, a huge cost of infrastructure and maintenance. So some uh, for this, so uh, we think that uh, some financing contribution, some funding will be, uh, will be the solution in order to replicate these solutions in other scenarios. And perhaps a more holistic view from the European Commission on rules and regulations and of more, course. let's say, cooperation between local authorities of the various EU countries together. Of course, necessary of a common regulatory and market conditions and also standards for the technologies. Exactly. So, Lola, those were my questions to you. Thank you very much for being here with us today and for sharing your knowledge you. with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Having a pleasure. Keep in touch. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe, and you can access our other episodes too. I am Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Thank you.